grab a beer. We'll put college football in your ear. Let's rock and roll. I got mine. All right, you're Welcome live. in. Big Ten backers are here, baby. Hit those likes. Hit the shares. Hit us with your comments. You know we'll get after those comments. Probably after each segment, we'll get into that stuff. But let's start off with the big topics. We had a big, big topic. And Jamie's going to tell us about that Eastern Michigan versus South Alabama fight. What's up, man? Man, that, that was ridiculous. Okay, you got a senior cornerback named Corey Hernandez here coming and cold cocking one of the South Alabama players after a blowout loss. That man couldn't make a difference on the field, so he tried to make a difference off, and he got his ass kicked twice in one day. I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. You want to do something, do it on the field. Don't do it while the other team's celebrating. You had your chance. You missed out. I don't see any place in the sport for something like that. That's There's got to be more to this, Jamie. There's got to be more. He did it from behind while they were singing their fight song, for goodness sakes. I mean, what kind of stupid do you have to be to come after a guy that has their helmet on while you take your helmet off? Like, you're indefensible. Like, you, if you throw a fist at this guy, you're going to break your leg you're gonna, or break your arm, break your and fist. And there's got to be something. This guy was a senior. It's his last game yeah. that he's going to play, sure. But the dude, he didn't have a single stat on the field. He had six <laughs> tackles on the season, one pass deflection. The man didn't play, and maybe he was mad at the world and decided to take it out on one player. And, this and I'm is, not good with that. He apologized, and you know, forgiveness is going to be there, but you don't deserve a spot in the sport. Luckily, that was your last game anyways. What was this, his 15 minutes of fame or what? I, that's what it feels like. Damn. I mean, breaking your hand. Like He got, he got beat on after that, though, oh, man. He went up against the whole team. Like, <laughs> and it's the unjustified. Like, Any of the players come in and try to help him. It's like they don't have as much passion because that man just did something that nobody should have done. Sure. I was like, what kind of stupid do you have to be to do something like that? Not smart. We got anyway. AJ back in. Hey, you got AJ, you got something on this? Oh, man. You know, when you don't get a start or get very little stats in a game you know what you do afterwards you go out there and fight because you have no other business being on the field he had to get on the field somehow and this is how he had to do it he had to go out there and punch somebody because he could not make the field any other way sorry sorry shenanigans now people know my name all right <laughs> ESPN well, let's top get 10, it finally. <laughs> let's get into this next topic the no nfl clause for jim harbaugh you know i i think this is a big nothing burger because Jim is kind of notorious for waiting until after the season before he signs a contract. And he's really weird about dealing with agents. Um, but waiting till after season is something I can kind of respect. You know, he's focused on the season, the season only. There's even been some stuff I read about him not answering phone calls from agents during season when they're trying to work out details. So there's of NFL jobs. First, it was the Browns midway through the season. Then it's the Raiders. Then it's the Chargers. I, I think this is a big nothing burger. I do. I don't also understand what Michigan had to do here. Like, why do they want to do one year no NFL? I mean, if you sign a contract, basically you're saying you're going to stay for a year. But do you think he's going to sign a contract and then go and be like, 
I'm going to use this as leverage to get more out of the NFL. What do you think the reasoning is behind that? I think it's, it's just, just the success Why? in the NFL. He's always going to be rumored behind it because of the success he had at the Niners. And obviously the turmoil that's going on there, thanks to some of his shenanigans or his undercoach's shenanigans there, that's a that's easy, easy reason to find a way to leave or why to leave. The bigger story is if the NCAA is coming down hard, why wouldn't you leave? Why wouldn't you do a Pete Carroll? Yep. I mean, that $10 million or 10 years, $12.5 million is a good reason. And I'm sure he wants to win a Super Bowl. I'm sure he's a competitive guy. He was close. Yeah. We were close. Disclose. But don't you want to win a national title too? I mean, ideally it would be national title and then walk off into the sunset, right? Oh, still got a chance for that. There's still a chance for that ring, baby. Let's see what happens. All right. Are we on to the next one? Let's go on. Let's go. Let's move it, man. Let's go. Bring it, AJ. All right. Tell us what we got Randy, next. You have to tell me. Northwestern yes, head coach David Braun versus mm-hmm. Colorado head coach Deion Sanders. A lot of people love Deion Sanders, talking about the hype he's bringing to Colorado. But David Braun kind of outdid him, man. Tell me about it. Well, to be honest with you, Coming from a Nebraska fan, we absolutely hate Colorado. However, <laughs> I don't. I do not hate Deion Sanders one bit. Um, kind of leaning into the pro phase a little bit here. I was. I'm a Green Bay fan, so you know he kind of intertwined with our playoff hatred teams with Dallas and the Niners. So there's always been hatred for them, but respect. Personally, I like the dude. I've always had a huge, huge fandom for the guy. I think he's great, but I don't think he's meant to be a D one coach. I think he was fine at Jackson state. Um, I think it was way too early for him to even jump ship. I think he should have stayed at uh, Jackson state with his boys for a little bit longer before moving up to D one. Um, now the man in Chicago, he was dealt with a lot of BS. Um, Fitzgerald, just a great guy up until this year, up until he found out all the crap that, you know, was he didn't know about, which he actually did. Um, and he, he was dealt a lot, man. I mean, I bet you, you know, I'd have to go back and listen to the show because I just, you know, met you guys like a month ago. I'd have to go back and listen. I bet you, would you guys pick him one, two games? To win this year, I personally didn't think oh, they were going to win any dirt. games at all. Yeah, dirt. dirt. I picked them to do I mean, nothing. Hey, man, <laughs> these teams were both one and eleven last year, but yeah. Colorado lost by an average of twenty nine points a game. Twenty nine points. They lost by a blowout, a complete bitch slap every single game. And Mike, I knew that's the one. And I knew too. I said, "Well, okay." They've got us the very second game. That was when everything took off. They beat TCU game one. Oh. And they beat us. Then it just kept hopping and hopping and hopping and hopping. But as soon as they hit that roller coaster, the f- tip of the mountain. It's called a brick wall. That was Oregon in there. <laughs> Oregon I was some open boy. Big Oregon fan. I was a huge Oregon <laughs> fan. Huge USC fan. Huge Stanford <laughs> fan. Huge anybody that played Colorado, the hell with them. 
Now, if he was coaching somewhere else, if his boys were somewhere else, I'd have no issue with that man whatsoever. It's just a Colorado. So who, I don't want to see him. What's up? Who you got it to? Is it Braun or is it Sanders? Braun. He's, who did a better job? Had, I thought Braun easily. Braun got him from, from had, losing an average of 14.5 yeah. points a game. But he they got eight wins on the season. Did He did more with less, in my opinion. I think he honestly, like, for example, I would, if yeah. one of my coaches got canned, I would gladly take him. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to defend Deion Sanders here. Oh, no, no, defend no. him, man. I'm going to defend uh, Deion. All right. What, what you got? He did not coach against the Big Ten West. He coached against the Pac 12. The Pac 12 is absolutely stacked and loaded this year. Now, is he a little bit overrated as a coach? Does he got some growing to do? Absolutely. He's got growing, definitely. Absolutely. But he did not play the Big Ten West schedule. He didn't play Northwestern schedule. I mean, like, what offense did Northwestern have to overcome? Like, none. Absolutely zero. Hey, man. I'll tell you that. That Iowa offense was pretty damn good. We're <laughs> yeah, averaging 17.3 yeah. points a game. <laughs> Which we'll yeah. find out about on Monday. Um. Yeah. yeah, no, hey, but, if I can jump in here, we, we're yeah. talking, you know, you, you say you like Dion, you say, but the thing I, I picked up on is you said he's not a D1 coach. I, I don't buy that. He, he did a good job you at Colorado. So? He did not do a good, as good a job as Braun out at Northwestern, but he did a better job. He elevated that program. I think that he's bringing in the right people and the right guys, but that was normal growth that he did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. One win, it was. I can see where you're coming with minimal growth, and and that was great for him, and that was great for the program. I think that the hype train was way too high, and we were all mm-hmm. like, the media, everything was like Deion Sanders, he's the next god of college football, and no, that's not the case. But I think he definitely deserves a place. He's he's right where he needs to be right now, and I think if he continues continues to elevate because of his name, he's gonna get a big time coaching job for that reason alone, if he can put himself up right. there with, with the rest of them, but then have that name, he's going to get his choice later. I think year two is what, you know, if he, if he does a good job or, you know, gets them to where they need to be, then I think I will recant my statement. Like for example, he, sh- he has, there's no reason why he can't make the big 12 championship with, I mean, it's a stack com. I think it's a stack conference personally. I mean, I think the all these conferences that are getting new teams, I think they're building. I mean, and eventually it's going to be two mega conferences and it's going to be a civil war, baby. North versus South. It's coming to that. Let's get on. It is. All right. Let's see what we got here. We got some comments rolling in, don't we? Yeah, we do, man. We'll get through one more subject. We always try to hit our comments after we get the right. next segment. So we got one last little piece in this segment and then we'll hit these comments, man. But anyways, Florida State made their first official move to leave the ACC. They have voted to sue the ACC over the grant of rights. So there is some big moves happening. 20 days. ACC has 20 days to respond per Florida's law. So they're going to have to get moving, kind of figure it out. Obviously, this is very early in the stages of Florida State moving anywhere, if they do move anywhere. But the domino has been kicked over, man. Huge, huge deal. But 20 days in response for the ACC, they can agree. They can stay in little litigation for years. Who knows what happens, but it's moving, man. Trains, uh, trains hey, who's responsible now for shit cannon conferences? Stanford and Cal? It's got to be Stanford and Cal, man. Look, they just <laughs> left. 
the Pac-12 land in the ACC, and it's about to crumble. What the hell, man? These guys are cancers. They're 2-0 and in destroying conferences. <laughs> man. Can't win a game, but can destroy a conference. <laughs> mm-hmm. SMU right. just got that level up, and then they're like, so we, we call the Pac-12 the pac done. What are we going to call the ACC? Gone. Just gone. Mm. Non-coastal. <laughs> Non-coastal conference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, y'all got anything on Florida State? What do y'all think? Nah, just they're just playing chess. That's their next move, you know, trying to find a way out and see what they can. We all know there's a ton of money attached to them trying to leave the ACC. Um, and they're trying to figure out how they can get that done. They see that the ACC is not, not the place of the future. you got the Big Ten or the SEC. And, uh, yeah, that's where everybody's trying to get to now. I see a lot of these people making comments still about the Big 12 picking all these people up. And that's just a lateral move. You don't go from the ACC to the Big 12 to try to make more money, right? No. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Feels lateral. It does. Brandon, you got to hit these comments. Bring bring them to the Big Ten. I want them. I there want them here, baby. I want them. I would love we got that. Christian, Christian, why leave college football to go to the NFL? Seems like a better gig to coach in college. Hey, I, I think so. I mean, go ahead, Jamie. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, like, like you're saying, NCA, but also you don't got – to, to be a parent to all these kids, man. Like in the NFL, it's their job to show up. And if they don't show up, you find the next one. Like college football, you got to make sure they pass their classes, do the things, everything, walk them through and be there and do all this recruiting. You don't recruit in, in the NFL. If like you want to go there, it's a lot less work. You're just an X's and O's coach. That's what you're doing. You're not, you're not having to do all the extra that the college has to, has to come with it. That's I what agree. I see. And you got to recruit. You got to recruit people to stay at your program too with the transfer yeah. portal now too. It's gotten That's crazy. one extra. Yeah. It's gotten crazy. Yeah, roster management's insane these days in college football. So NFL definitely seems I wouldn't say easier, but e- less time it, invested. There's a different dynamic more, then. Yes. Teams a little more stable too in yeah. sense they they put up with some bad seasons for coaches in the in the NFL <laughs> and uh they're not putting up with that. You go to Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, these places ain't putting up with it. Steve, your wife wants to go to the Boone Salon. Boone Saloon. Boone Boone Saloon. Saloon. There you go. Well, everybody (laughs) wants to drink, so you're going to the Boone Saloon tonight. There you go. That's right. That's the place to be. And then let's go. Apparently, everybody (laughs) wants to go, man. There you go. I can't read Spanish. (laughs) They want some beer, please. (laughs) Beer, please. And they just keep going. Why did the football team go to the bank? I know this one. We'll play the quarterback. Oh, get the quarterback, yeah. I've never heard that one before, actually. That's a good one. That's good. All right. How do you call a nut on your chin? (laughs) Okay. You're just leading into this stuff Let's go. What do we got? All right. One more question. Primetime can recruit. And it takes multiple years to recruit an actual team. I will push that when you recruit. He only signed five. Five. That's exactly five what was people. it was. Yeah, yeah, hello, transfer recruit, portal. We only recruit five at a time. So, yeah. Hello, <laughs> transfer portal. Statement. Yeah. He loves so. the transfer portal. He put up a tweet today uh, asking for uh, specific positions to come to town. 
So asking for Santa to drop off uh, like a corner and different things and an edge rusher. And like he has that ability to reach people like, oh, they do need people over there, you know. So he did, he said he said, why do you recruit people that are unproven when you can go get someone you've seen? You know what their skill set is. You know what they've done at a college level where you can not wrong. You could flop. Yeah. You could flop That's on right. a freshman. He's he's not but, wrong. Or a sophomore, junior. But the, but the only hat that's that's very short sighted thinking, you know. Yeah. You get that for one to two years rather than, and, and sometimes that works. But then if you're doing that, to, that's your main source of your program. You got to turn over every one to two years. Well, he's not. Uh, to me, that says he's not staying. He's looking to go elsewhere, and he's not going to win now. I'll go tomorrow. Florida State. Ah, yeah. uh, he's got some I'm beef with Florida State. I don't think that's going to happen. And then. Right now, their coach is doing a damn good job. So, yeah. anyways, it's time yeah. to pay some bills. It's time to bring in the Bones coffee. Y'all haven't tried Bones coffee? Y'all need to get on it. But we're bringing I our need girl. to. My wife loves coffee. <laughs> I love Bones. Sound the alarms. Something monstrously merry is coming to town. Introducing Bones Coffee's newest batch. Inspired by the giddy ghouls of Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice work, Bones Caddy. Rich premium coffee infused with frighteningly festive flavors. The Pumpkin King, Santa Jack, Frog's Breath, Rough Weather, and Mudslide Boogie. Can't make decisions by yourself? Order them all. Bones also makes a perfectly marvelous gift for everyone on your nice list. And your naughty list. <laughs> Click the link to get these hauntingly holly jolly flavors delivered right to your door. And it's not just for holidays. Bones has coffee concoctions for all 365 days of the year. Bones Coffee and Disney Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's terrifyingly tasty. This year, Bones Coffee will be yours! That coffee is all ours. All right, we're going to say goodbye to Brandon. Before we say goodbye to Brandon, tell him about your podcast coming up. Let him know who you are and where you're from and what you're about to do. Well, I am a Nebraska fan living in Iowa. Yay. I'm sure there's a lot of us around. Uh, I'm going to be – me and my buddy, Stephen Tuma, who you've seen in the comments, are we are going to be doing a podcast probably once a week on Sundays – we're possibly going to be debuting in January. Um, going to be on StreamYard. Going to basically be doing this exact format, and we're going to also be on every single social media that you could think of: Spotify, and then like audio platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, you name it. So, um, we also have a Facebook page right now. That's kind of the bane show right now until we get uh, an actual website. Uh, just look up Big Red Backers. Thank Big you, Big Red so Backers. Much, guys. Big red backers. Throw the thumbs, baby. I'm out. Thank you so much, right, guys. Man, appreciate it, Brandon. Thank you so much. Yep. Appreciate you. Peace All out. All right, boys. It is time for the Big Ten Roundup. We Ooh. ready for the hey, Big I Ten got- Roundup? Round it up, man. Let's go. We got AJ, I got, so- I got something for you before this. Did it. All, right. All right. We talked about this off air a little bit, and Brandon talked about a little bit about it with betting. But these bowl games are so hard right now. And you talked about why they're so hard. You got to get in on that, man. You had some good comments on why it's hard to pick these games, man. 
with everything I mean, that's happened, it, all man. the moving pieces. And we're going to talk about it as we get into these games. But, like, you know, Oklahoma, who's their quarterback? What's that going to look like? Uh, I mean, you had Rutgers. Rutgers has defense alignment in, that are sitting out for either the draft or people in the portal. You know, they have a top-ranked defense, but who are they now? Miami, quarterback's gone. Running backs are gone. Wide receivers <laughs> are gone. And they have the number 26 offense in the league. Like, what's that going to look like? Like, these bowl games are just in shambles. It's like it's even yeah. hard to talk about them. Like, it's hard to do a podcast about – who's going to be who and what team was this? Cause it's like a whole new season. Like it's like you have the regular season and then you have the bowl season and they are total different teams than what they used to be. You used to, this is like the first NFL preseason game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, now it's just like, if you don't make the playoffs, it's like, it's kind of expected if you're borderline, you know, going to NFL, you just sit it out. Uh, and it's just, it's kind of taking some of the fun away. Some of the luster of, of winning one of these bowl games that used to be, a pretty cool thing to do, but it's it's kind of gone out the window with the transfer portal. Uh, you look at USC; there's not a not a team left there to play, pretty much. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough to see what's what's going to happen between you know. We always expected some of these big time NFL draft guys to sit out, the Caleb Williams, but you don't expect the rest of his team to be in the transfer portal, you know. And so it's just different different game nowadays and it's hard to predict i mean I, you're not looking at the same team you watched all season so how do you predict a score yeah it's crazy exactly. it's insane, man hey different after that teams. bones coffee commercial i figured i'd throw y'all a bone so there yeah, we go you. speaking of bones cheers moving along we got number 15 louisville versus usc man we're going to get into these games right away kayla williams he said now he's going to the draft oh wait they're backup quarterback that would have took his place Nelson, he's in the portal. We don't even know where he's going to play. Louisville, they're a running team. Guess what? Gerard Jordan, absolute monster this year. Guess where he's at? He's not playing in this game. He's foregoing it for the NFL draft. Here we are. What we just talked about. Louisville, a running team without their top two running backs. USC is nothing without Kayla Williams because they're almost nothing with Kayla Williams because their defense is that bad. So what do they look like? Both teams come in with a really bad taste in their mouth. You got USC losing five of their last six. Florida or Florida State, Louisville lost two in a row, including the ACC championship game to Florida State. And then both of these teams are going to look to rebound. But who the hell's in the who's the hell's in the cupboard? Who do you have? These games are crazy to me. Like I don't know how to tell you who's going to win. I would go Louisville here, just because I think USC's defense is so bad. But man, man, I don't even know what to say. Here's here's what we got. We got a USC team that after this game will officially be a member of the Big Ten Conference. So all of LA next game will be as part of the Big Ten. It's hard to judge these games as we talked about earlier. There's so many moving pieces. You got Caleb Williams, like you talked out, talk being out. You got leading wide receiver in terms of catches out, and also the leading rusher for. USC out. So basically you have a team that was predicated on offense, has zero defense. What does that equal? It equals a loss for sure. They have nothing, nothing. I mean, I don't even think they know who their quarterback's going to be yet. Do they? Um, yeah, Louisville, they yeah, exactly. Who? No one knows who their quarterback <laughs> is. Um, Jawar Jordan, like you said, is out. He had 1200 yards and 13 touchdowns, man. He was dynamic. Gone. I mean, 
But Louisville's building a program with a purpose. They are like a blue chew commercial. They'll have the energy, they'll have the drive, and they're going to have that stamina. So they're going to be the ones predicating who's going to win this game. It was a season full of disappointment for USC and a season full of excellence, but progress to be named. And they're going to top that off with an eggnog shower after winning this holiday bowl. Yeah, that's that's about the only reason I would be entertained by USC possibly winning this is to see little prissy Lincoln Riley be able to get some eggnog poured <laughs> over him. You know that's going to bother him the most out of those two teams. But uh, I, I just don't see it happening. You talk about all these players, 17 players in the transfer portal, and that doesn't include all the ones going to the NFL or at least trying to. It's The teams aren't the same teams. I think Louisville has most of what their team was there, minus the running backs like we talked about. I think Louisville's the, the favorite here. But I, I, I don't like this game. Just be, I would have liked this game if it was the same teams we, we saw earlier in the season. I think Louisville Absolutely. would be, be the favorite. But we'd get to see Caleb Williams. We'd get to see some of that offense that USC has. But it's not the same teams. No, man. Tell by the comments. Give us your score predictions for all these games coming up. We'll have a little bit of previews. We'll have some reviews. But if you're in the comment section, come on, man. Tell us your scores. Let's go. We'll talk about them. And just in case you all don't know, they are not going to do a Gatorade shower for the coach afterwards. It's an eggnog shower. So eggnog. it's going to be kind of interesting to watch. That sounds disgusting. Only reason and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be alcohol in it, right? It's not going <laughs> to be that alcohol-free eggnog. Oh, the direct TV holiday bowl. I hope it's expired, Eggnog. Nice and warm. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Lift that shit out for a day. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's go. We got Eggnog smell Rutgers. like fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. We got Rutgers versus Miami. Pinstripe Bull. Another story of who's around. But I'll tell you one person who's around. The leading rusher and star running back for Rutgers is coming back, and he's playing this bowl game. Kyle Managuy, man, this guy can ball. Over 1,000 yards on the year, almost 1,100. He was leading the Big Ten and rushing at one point. He didn't finish there. Uh, this defense at Rutgers is really good, but they are missing some people on the defensive line. Ranked 19th nationally, but like I said, when you lose Kamar- Kamari, Mo- Missouri, bleh, excuse me, and Carnell <laughs> Davis, Big-time defensive tackles and defensive ends for these guys. If you're Rutgers, man, like you don't have depth. You don't get to just replace these guys. It's not like Miami has depth, right? They have stars all over the field as far as recruiting, but do they perform up to it? Rutgers is uh, is more of a developmental program, and Steve talked about this. We talked about this offline. So it's a lot easier to me for Miami to replace some of these big-time players for Rutgers than Rutgers will have. But their running back is back, man. What you got, Beef? Yeah, these – developmental programs, they, they take some time to put the pieces together. You know, they got to hit the weight room and and they got to progress to a certain point. You know, you might find the diamond in the rough that's going to be good later on, but if you lose a couple of those diamonds and you're not having something to replace it constantly, then you're not going to be able to keep up in these bowl game. People are sitting out. Miami has been recruiting well for a few years, but this, this is not the years that the U's been looking for. I mean, in year two of Cristobal, you would think you would make some progress. They're still that kind of mediocre team, right? I think that they want to be a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit more progressed, a little bit more at the top of that ACC conference, but they're not. So this is just like a secondary bowl game to them. It's like 
should we be there? Should we not? No, we wanted more than this this year. So I look for Rutgers to take advantage of that, have that workmanship attitude and come into this game doing well. Both these teams failed down the stretch. They played tough teams. Uh, Miami went three for four, but they played three of the toughest ACC teams. Rutgers lost their last four games, but played the best four teams in the big 10 East conference. So uh, they, they need this win really to build momentum for next year. But I, I really have no confidence in Miami. I think Rutgers wins this close. Yeah. I mean, Miami lost Van Dyke. He's headed to Wisconsin. He's headed to the Badgers. They also lose two wide receivers and a running back. Like what are they going to look like? They're number 26 ranked offense. Craziness. Again, break it down a little yeah. bit for, for me further, Jamie, because I know you love some Mario crystal ball. Man, that's that's oh, probably he, my uh, favorite favorite coach to to root against, and he makes it pretty easy. Uh, I'm gonna be pulling for Rutgers here. No surprise. I I do think, like Steve's saying, is that they're kind of gonna have a little bit of that worker mentality, being able to uh, put on their boots and go to work here. I think I think Rutgers just keeps pounding that ball, keeps working, and and Miami just is not that team. They don't know how to close out games. They Terrible in-game coaching. They got a good recruiter that that coaches out there for him, but I don't think he knows how to show up to the game. And so I think that's going to make the difference. They're they're backup quarterbacks. Uh, I think a walk-on, a no-star walk-on. So if if their quarterback goes down, I mean their quarterback room is is looking tight because their freshman quarterback got hurt early earlier in the season. He'll be back next year, but right now I think they got two QBs, and and that might be it. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's hit the let's hit the comments here. We got TJ. TJ Chapman says, "What's up, Big Ten backers? What's TJ's up?" TJ's always around, man. What's up, bro? Yeah, we we love some TJ, man. He's got a ten yard out show on Thursday nights that y'all need to check out. Mm. I think he's turning it into a betting show. I can't remember the name of. Forgive me, TJ. Uh, but if you want to get some betting insight, I got some betting insight too. And then TJ says, I've said it many times, Cristobal is Dave Wanstat 2.0. 2.0. Great recruiter. I think Dave Wanstat's a little bit coach. better. Yeah, don't don't give him credit. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> don't you insult Dave. Oh, man. Don't do that Damn to it, Dave. Dave. All right, let's move on, boys. We got – okay. So he's still, still going to be 10-yard outs, but it's being rebranded. Okay, so my bad. Thanks, TJ. There we go. All right, so we got Utah versus Northwestern. A little bull, bull shocker here. Snoozer of a game, but Northwestern wins. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Is Utah in the Big Ten West? They should be in the Big Ten West. Seven points. Yeah. Well, they're going to try to do compete with Iowa and Northwestern, obviously. But, man, good defenses, man, in this game. That's why you're you're getting these low-scoring games. Northwestern, longtime linebacker Gallagher, man, the leader of the team. He's been with Northwestern forever. Gets a huge, huge fourth down stop to stop Utah from tying the game late in the fourth quarter. Just massive win for Gallagher, massive win for Braun. He gets Big Ten head coach of the year. I mean, he look what he did with Northwestern. We hit it, we talked about it earlier, but like, wow, man, like he took Northwestern from Dumpster fire to winning a bowl game. Bryson Barnes, though, man, the pig farmer. Supposed to be smoked bacon. USC made this guy look like freaking delish. <laughs> bacon everywhere. But now, man, he looked like pickles pig feet. 
No one likes that shit. Nasty, terrible. What do you have? 55 yards and two interceptions. Good Lord, man. Good Lord. He's starting to look like he, why he was a walk on and now we're seeing it, but what you got? You got Jamie. He got, he got stuck in those pig pens that he's used to working in, man. He, he couldn't find his way out. I, I never bet against Utah. And so that's why I was shocked that they lost, but they, they scored less points than Iowa scored on Northwestern. So that should tell you everything you need to know about their, their offense right there. Uh, I'm not – that was a snooze fest of a game. It's not a lot to talk about. It, it wasn't exciting. Sure, fourth quarter, Utah comes back and, and ties it up. Northwestern pulls away. But 14-7, that's not what we were looking for. 55 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. It's not the quarterback play you're used to seeing in the Pac-12. Not, not my type of football, but uh, that's definitely some Big Ten football right there. I'm just hey, I didn't. <laughs> it looked, it I didn't give Northwestern. I didn't give Northwestern a chance to win this game. You didn't give Northwestern a chance to win this game. No. When we were in Evanston, Illinois, Ryan Field, the environment, the team, the vibe seemed like a toilet after too much Taco Bell, man. But I got to <laughs> give this program tons of credit. They got credit through getting a new stadium. It's coming. It's approved. And they turned this season around, man. They finished fucking eight and five. What did we expect from them? Two, three wins. Two. I don't know. A few. And they won four straight. Cheers to the Wildcats. Cheers to the Big Ten Coach of the Year, David Braun, man. Great way to finish the season. We're proud of you. Us Big Ten backers, we got your back. Keep it going, bro. Yeah, man. Great job. Y'all are a white collar school. But y'all have a blue collar work ethic, man. And wow, wow, good stuff, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, much respect. Some hard times. Let's hit. Uh, we got a couple more comments. It says, "Nice podcast, guys. Congrats. Thank you, thank you." TJ is gonna chime back in here real quick. TJ, I'm not a fan of the ground and pound, but I love that Northwestern promoted David Braun to head coach. Me too. We were talking about it. I was like, Steve, if he keeps on winning, man, Jamie, if he keeps on winning, he's gonna get promoted. And boom. Yep. Boom. There it is. There it is. All right, let's go. We got another Big Ten game. This one was on this morning, or this afternoon, I should say. Just ended a few hours ago. But here we go. When did you wake up, man? Verse. I'm sorry? When did you wake up this morning? Two (laughs) o'clock? Yeah. I didn't wake. Hey, don't don't judge me, man. Don't judge me. I'm on vacation. (laughs) <laughs> Slept in, got the PJs on, rolling out of bed at two o'clock. Game you know comes it, man. on. Oh man. But anyways, Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Another Big Ten West style game. I mean, we have a quarterback, five years, five years with the programs. Cole Kramer never started a single game. Finally gets his start. And boy, does he ball out. He balls out. 26 yards and two tutties. Big 10. 19 total passing yards in the first half. 19. Hey, that's a big first half compared to the second. It was. <laughs> that's true. The well, second was dub, terrible. Right? He got the dub. He got the dub. How about this, though? Let's talk about their leading receptionist, the running back, had 11 yards receiving. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Man, I, I want to talk about him. 
Darius Taylor, he's a baller. We can expect a lot out of him coming out of Minnesota. He put up 208 yards in that bowl game, but that wasn't his only big game of the year. That was coming back from an injury. He injured himself earlier in the year uh, versus Iowa in October and hadn't been back since. But before that, he was promoted to starter. He started uh, three straight games or four, and then he got injured at Iowa. But that first one, Eastern Michigan, 193 yards. Second one, uh, you got UNC, 138 yards. And then you had Northwestern, who we just got done talking about, 198 yards before getting injured in that next game and then coming and busting 208 yards in a bowl game. He is going to be a beast. And that was as a freshman. So there's lots more to see as long as he doesn't transfer out. Now it's the day and age. (laughs) But uh, if he's there, that's Minnesota's cowbell. He's he's the guy that's going to be getting it. AJ, we messed up, man. We got to take our Big Ten backers card away. As I mentioned in the prior prod podcast, we picked against two Big Ten teams, and much to our surprise, they our win. wallets are a little thinner. But we're <laughs> stoked as Big Ten backers to be two and zero in the Big Ten, baby. They almost gave it away. They gave fourteen points away in the fourth quarter, but pulled off the W, and that's all that matters. Whether you yeah, have twenty four yards of passing or not, yeah, twenty four. Wow, watch out, man. <laughs> What is this Air Force? Is this a this is a military academy? Hey, like, I'm pretty they're sure they're their boats. Had more, they had like a sixty yard bomb in their last game. What's going on in Minnesota, man? What's going on with PJ? Hey, he got the win. They're just, hey, they're just the slightly rowing their boats. What were they rowing them to, man? Boys in the boat. That's a great movie. This shit is a disaster. They got Underwater. style, man. They like to run that ball. <laughs> but anyways, Bowling Green quarterback tried to make it interesting. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Bazlek? Bazlek? He scored, anyways, rushing towards touchdown, 233 remaining. All they had to do was get the onside kick. Of course, it's hard to get the onside kick. They didn't get the onside kick, so Minnesota holds on the win, and the boys are in the boat. Mm. Let's hit some comments, man. We got got a few from Larry. Larry Redding. These ones can... Oh, these better be good. Larry. <laughs> freeze five. What's your opinion? What's the freeze five? Anybody know what the freeze five is? Yeah, moving on. Next, next comment. <laughs> Explain yourself. We're not worried about the freeze five. He says Ohio State or Missouri. Who y'all got? We're going to talk about that game on our next podcast on Thursday night. Uh, but we have a Ohio State fan here, so that's an easy answer. Ohio State easily. Everyone's <laughs> coming back. Everyone's playing. No one's sitting out. You guys already made the mistake against the Big Ten. You guys shouldn't do it again. No, we probably should. Marvin Harrison's (laughs) got to sit out, but he hasn't said it yet. You guys should win every game that Kyle McCord doesn't start. You'd be just fine. That's true. Jack Hugh says, yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Jack Hugh, how we doing? What up, man? (laughs) Sydney Bernstein says, OSU. Oklahoma State University is garbage. Okay. Oregon State, State which one? is playing another high school team. Missouri's actually kind of good this year in rank, but you know, it's cool, Sydney. It's cool. Missouri's Who's Oklahoma State playing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Cowboys? The Cowboys. They're playing know. Texas AM. And Oregon State has Notre Dame, right? Man, he's uh, bad. Yeah, they, no, they have Notre Dame. Yeah. 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 Because I know he ain't you know, talking about the Ohio State. 
TJ says Ohio State is going to bring Drinkwitz back to reality. I hope so. I actually like I the guy. Drink- He's kind of interesting. Yeah. Other than his somewhat boyish temperament. He's got the, I don't know, temperament of a toddler. I'm not shaking his hand. I did like his Connor Stallions is calling comment on ESPN. That was he awesome. He is funny, though. He is funny. But he throws tantrums like a two-year-old. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on in your household, Steve. But What probably the hell? She is saying go Missouri, so. I don't even know if she knows where Missouri is. <laughs> She's just trying to be mean. And Sydney says, good evening, guys. How was the holidays? Man, it was awesome. I made some uh, prime rib roast. I'm still snacking on that, getting fatter by the minute. Absolutely delicious. How about you guys? How was Christmas? It was good. Great. No complaints here. That's it? That's it? You Kids got, got all they asked for. The stockings life. were stuffed. But you want I ate too to damn to much. To <laughs> you did have to work. That's right. That's right. That's fair. <laughs> now you want me to complain? I'm trying to be polite, okay? Isn't that the Midwest yeah. thing to do? People no, you should complain. You're trying to adjust. I, I never fit into that mold. I complain about everything. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Next to Ohio. Missouri's not next to Ohio. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it's in Canada. Missouri beats Ohio State, says Larry. Larry, who's the freeze five? I don't, I don't know. I Damn understand the reference, but I don't know who's in the freeze five. Probably Auburn. I won't route, route, route for Ohio State after that comment. I don't know what you said. Moving right along. Something bad, Steve. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, let's go. Let's move on. We're going to hit a commercial here. We're going to pay some more bills. It's time to get spicy up in here. Get spicy in the comments, too. We love, love some spicy comments. Dental seasoning, food's favorite flavor. Yum yum, get you some. I'm Joe Burrito, your favorite burrito. Whoa, whoa. Joe, hey. we all know you're the best. What? You can always do better. Try the new Dano's Hot whoa. Chipotle. Hey. Ooh, that's spicy. Yum yum. Yum yum, get you some. Yum, yum, get you some, and we're going to get some of this college football landscape. We're going to get the trimmer out, trim it up, boys. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this game I'm super excited for. Arizona versus Oklahoma. Ah, man, I'm ready for this game. This game should be outside of the, the playoffs, man. This should be one of the top bowl games of the season. Transfer Portal's trying its best to ruin it. Jamie and his Ducks have been on the lucky end of receiving one of those transfer portal QBs. But if you're Oklahoma, you shouldn't be too sad because you have five-star Arnold coming in, Jackson Arnold. You guys are trying to plan for this. This is backup. Hey, man. Yeah, backup uh, general is- booty. Please please hey. don't forget that. <laughs> don't talk All about right? my booty. My booty is my business, okay? <laughs> put the booty in. Arnold here is to put the booty in, you know. So yeah. you guys are saying the general booty should start over the, the Arnold? Oh, yeah. I think it'd be fun to watch and give the people what they we want. Don't need, we don't need that big money booty. We want general booty. <laughs> Everybody wants the booty. Sometimes you just need a general Put them booty. in. You can't have the all-name team. Little, a nice general booty's not bad. 
No, I, I'm pumped about this game too, man. This, this is going to be a good one. I mean, you talk about transfer portal all this stuff. I would say even though Oklahoma lost their quarterback, lost their offensive coordinator, they didn't. They don't have a ton gone. And there's a lot of people still playing in this game. Same with Arizona. They they got their star quarterback going right now. Uh, Fafita there. He's he's balling out. Noah he's Fafita. a freshman there. So you're going to have two freshmen going at it. Okay, and so I, I'm excited, just like you, AJ, to be watching this game. I think it is one of the biggest matchups. I think it maybe on paper at first, like might not have been like one of the biggest matchups. Now that the transfer portal is really taking shape, these are some of the teams that weren't as affected as the others. And uh, I think I think we're going to have a good showing. I'm excited for it. All right, boys, we got the shocker of the football season. In the Arizona Wildcats, man. They turned into a really damn good team. They won six Absolutely. in a row. Remember, remember, the media was itching for Colorado Buffaloes to go bowling. And they were counting on that game from Arizona to be one of those games that the Buffaloes would win. Well, they didn't. That freshman, Noah Fafita, you talked about, 2000. 517 yards, 73% completion percentage, and he didn't even start the first four games of the year. The Wildcats are now ranked 14 in the nation. 14! Arizona Wildcats. Who would have thought that? I got a question for both of you. Who had the better season? Which Wildcat? The Arizona Wildcats or the Northwestern Wildcats? I got Arizona, man. Yeah. If you're going just straight across better season, Arizona's got that locked down. But you talk about the come up that Northwestern had. A lot better. There was better coaching coming out of Northwestern, but not not by a lot. Not all right. At all. So big thing for game that people didn't talk about is both the tackles for Arizona are in the portal. They're not going to play. Or one's That's in the cool. draft, one's in the portal. That's huge, man. You got to replace two tackles. I don't know how that turns out yeah. for Arizona. Eight defenders, too, have hit the portal. Not all starters, but you might have some depth concerns or issues there. Um, yeah. Sucks. I'd love to see Arizona continue that hot streak outside of the bowl game, but I think with everything they're losing depth-wise and offensive tackle-wise, Oklahoma might catch them. But it's also going to depend on how good the booty is or Arnold because they also lost their running back, too. So they're down two running backs for Oklahoma. So this is going to be super intriguing. If you're love, if you love college football, man, you're gonna see two teams. One's going into the Big 12, one's leaving the Big 12, but they'll kind of get to play somewhat as the Big 12. Man, this should be a fun game. Y'all should be tuning in. This is this good one. Don't be a playoff. Should be a good game. Yeah, don't just be a playoff guy. Watch this game, man. There's some good bowl games out there. This is one of them. Tune it in. That's tough. Heck that yeah. both tackles being gone. That is hard to overcome. Yeah, I mean, tough. that might have been what made. Nova Fita have the year he had. I mean, you lose those two guys that are protecting you. This could be a this could be a down game for him. Yeah, I, we'll see. I mean, you got a guy on the other side that hasn't hasn't started a game yet, and so sure that's going to be interesting in itself. We don't know what's going to happen there, but I, I like what AJ's saying. This is a good good game, and everybody should have this programmed into their TV, ready to go. All right, let's hit some comments, and then we'll get one more thing from Jamie, and then we'll get into our quickies. Um, 
Larry says, go to your Facebook Messenger and look at it. It's an Auburn. It's an Auburn thing. We're not going to Messenger. Sorry, you got a better chance of finding Jesus. Good luck. No, we're not getting locked out of our accounts. Not today. (laughs) Damn. And then TJ says, did Maria pull up a map from Wish for Ohio for that Ohio State next to Missouri comment? Eh, That's the Midwest. Everybody's next to each other. <laughs> We're all flyover states. Yeah, she's matter. from South America. It exists is actually pretty impressive. And then Larry, five of the top thirty receivers national first time anytime has got five in the top thirty. That must be that Auburn English. I don't know what the hell he just said. And Auburn then T- English is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> and then TJ says, I think. Fafita leads Arizona to a win over the fighting Tim Bailey's. Sorry, Tim Larry, Bailey. Are going Larry. Larry, ble- bless your heart, Larry. I can see it. James Fender said nothing. What's up, James? We missed your comment. <laughs> what up? Like. Hey. <laughs> and then uh, TJ, two in the pink, one in the sink, I guess for the shocker comment. Boom. All right, Jamie. Give me a little QB portal update. Yeah, we still got a couple of big fish out there. We talk about Cam Ward, uh, DJ Ugalele, Will Howard. It sounds like it's really all going to come down to what Cam Ward wants, and that's what kind of everybody's waiting on. You got him looking at Florida State, Miami, or the NFL draft. And he's kind of made a statement to his family. His family's kind of spoke on his behalf of saying he's not going to make any decision till he fully decides if he's going to go NFL or not. And so – He's kind of in the air still about maybe going that route. And you have Florida State and Miami both waiting. They're on hold right now. You got DJ Ugulele. He's waiting on hold because Florida State, he's that's where he wants to go. But Cam Ward is their first option. You look at Miami, they got Will Howard. That's their second option. They're getting a little nervous. He's been taking, you know, talking with Ohio State and USC. And and so there's a lot that's going to fall when Cam Ward makes his decision, and that's just kind of what we're waiting on. He had initially said around Christmas time, so but he's not rushing anything. I got respect for that. Make the right decision for you. There's a lot of money that uh, is in line for probably both these situations, NFL or what college he goes to. And so, and that's a big landscape thing there. What, what's going to change when he makes his decision? Yeah. Massive, because like you said, a lot of the domino, dominoes that fall with it. Huge, mm-hmm. absolutely huge. I'm glad he's taking this time. I feel like some of these players they hit the portal and their next day they're they're already signed with the team. Take your time, young man. You got all you got this window. You have this entire window to kind of figure out what you want to do. Take full advantage of it. Take full absolutely. advantage of it. See how the landscape changes for you. I think yeah. if you're the last person to make a move, that's to me sometimes good. You don't always have to yeah. be the first guy. So sure. Especially how many times options. in your life do you hold all the dominoes in a negotiation process? This exactly, is one of those man. times. Take your time and make the right one. Uh, maybe he wants to see how Devin Brown plays. He's like, okay, maybe Ohio State does sound pretty good. Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, Yeah, yeah. you never know. It's like, like, yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, when your choices are Miami, Florida State, Ohio State, and then numerous other great places you can end up as far as development or places to be or getting paid NIL-wise or just going to the NFL. Like, man, it's great, great life. You, great you choices. No, no bad options fair- other than Miami. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's where quarterbacks go to die. Call yeah. Van Dyke and ask oh him why God. he left. He'll let you know. Justin Herbert oh. looked pedestrian underneath Crystal Ball. Like, 
no, he's he's not a QB developer over there. So I how many I times are these guys transferring? How many times? I, mean, um, I thought they were only allowed to have one. No, so no they, they just asked something. Usually you'd have to sit out a year uh, if you transferred for your second time. They said at least uh, for this next season, uh, they can still still transfer twice and and nothing. They there's something decided in the courts and all that. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's still undecided. They're trying to get a rain on everything, but right now, I think at least two is what what's out there. Sure. All right, we got three more comments here, and then we're gonna get into the quickies and get this show on over. That was a weird way of saying it, but whatever. Don't forget, see y'all in Tuscaloosa next year, says Larry. We did say, Larry, that we would come down for the Iron Bowl. And guess what? We coming down for the Iron Bowl. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) TJ says, if Florida State don't move soon on DJU, he may find a new home. I can see it. Top guys don't like to sit waiting on other people. And, And he's got the build. And he's also debating on NFL just because he's got the body type for it. Mm-hmm. And TJ I, I says, quick commits typically mean tampering. Me and Jamie are actually talking about this prior to the show coming on about how these guys are waiting is a good sign that tampering isn't happening. And they're actually weighing their options. And it's not, it's not like they're, they called prior to him in the portal or convincing him to hit the portal or we got this money come here. You can actually see these guys taking their time, whether that's tampering or, you know, these kids get a little bit smarter about where they're going. Yeah. You uh, yeah. Or they just. They just don't take the bait, you know. They might be getting yeah. tampered with, but they're like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm sure. smarter than that. Yeah, I'm sure they're getting tampered. You look at, and I'll call out my own team, uh, Dylan Gabriel. How they thought they were going to go for Cam Ward initially. There was reports Cam Ward's coming there, but then it was like, oh, pause. And then all of a sudden, Dylan Gabriel became available, and then quickly took a visit over to Oregon and got signed up there. You think that that wasn't in the works before he stepped away? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it definitely was. And so there, there's good and, good and bad sides, but it's happening. Yeah, you got to have a backup plan to your backup plan. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's move on. We got the Big Ten backers, best quickies. We're going to talk about some of these non-big, but yet kind of big games, and then we'll give you an update and scores on all the bowl games, regardless of how you feel about them. Beave, get us started out. All right, we had South Florida completely dominating, destroying Syracuse, and Honda McCord himself was there to watch and see what he's getting into next year. It's going to be a good time. Man, I, I love seeing that that look on his face, that look called regret, and that's what yeah. he saw out Whoops. there. That was rough. <laughs> I ain't in Kansas no more. Okay, next up, Georgia Tech swarms UCF 30-17. to 17. Duke, man, they survived a fight from the Trojans of Troy, man. Winning 17-10, I kind of thought the Trojans might take advantage of of this game. But, man, good game. Northern Illinois, the Wolfpack, you called it, AJ. They shocked Arkansas State 21-19. Air Force dropping bombs from above against James Madison's squad 31-21. And that was a... The hype train again coming to an end. Yeah. Without their coach, man. How are you going to do? Yeah. No coach, no quarterback. I think a defensive coordinator or two, some, a couple other coaches were gone. Exactly why bowl games are so hard to do for yeah. those reasons right there. Georgia State throttles Utah. No surprise here. 31 
21, even though I voted for Utah to win this game. I was a little wrong. All right. We have the one that everyone wants to know about. This game was not just one beatdown, but two beatdowns. South <laughs> Alabama beats down Eastern Michigan 59 to 10. Then the cheap shot from nowhere from the peanut gallery comes and he comes in with his helmet off and gets beat down by the whole team. He's Everyone's still cheering. It's probably the only guy that didn't get his ass beat uh, during the game. So he felt he needed another shot at it. So, hey, the band kept playing. I give them props, man. Man, I just wish they'd change their tune, <laughs> put a little excitement in it while it's yeah. happening. You know? Oh, man. Hit that high C. <laughs> we, got, we got Coastal Carolina in Hawaii drowns San Jose State 24-14. And I got to look this game up because it came to an end while we're on this show. 45-21. What was it? 45-21. They put on a little more, more points at the end. Texas State beats Rice. Uh, you never lose the food, man. Never lose the food. Texas makes a side dish out of rice. <laughs> Got ourselves some real Tex-Mex here. All right. Kansas versus UNLV, the guaranteed rate bowl. 9 p.m. It is started. Do we got a score update on that? 21-7 right now. Kansas is up. 20, 21-7 Kansas. I, that's, that's a good take. Kansas. Let's go, Kansas. Rock. Chalk Jayhawk. What do we got next? Wednesday. We got Wednesday we got our, yeah, we got our Wednesday games. Uh, so we got Virginia Tech versus Tulane in the Military Bowl, 2 p.m. on ESPN. We got North Carolina versus West Virginia, 5.30 p.m. game on ESPN. I'm ready for that one, too. And Texas A&M minus Jimbo. Versus number twenty Oklahoma State and Ollie Gordon, man, he's coming back for another year. They they had a commercial with the president and everything of the university, man. They're ready to go. I'm excited to watch that one. That'll be a good game to watch. Absolutely. Now this is where we're starting to get into the real meat of bowl schedule. We're starting to get into good games. Thursday, Friday, it's starting to get real. We're going to be back on Thursday to talk about it, right? We've yeah, got a couple more are. games. Thursday games. Let's go. Yeah, we got number 24, SMU, uh, versus Boston College at the Fenway Bowl, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Safe to say Boston's going to be the home team. <laughs> we got the Pop-Tart Bowl, my favorite bowl, number 18, NC State versus Kansas State. little intriguing game. At least it's a top 25 matchup. I'm ready for it. You know what time it is, guys. It's time to get on out of here. Big Ten backers are out. I appreciate you, Jamie. I appreciate you, Beef. Get us on out of here, boys. See you. Pleasure being here. All right. Thank you all. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for sticking out. We will go to the Boone Saloon right after this. So thank you, Big Ten backers. God bless, and we are out. You got first round, Steve. <laughs> Always. Let's get our drink on. All right, let's play these if guys. You're not first, you're last. Thank you again, Big Ten backers. Appreciate you coming on here and giving us the comments. See y'all Thursday night. On the College Football Dogs website, you'll find a main page that features some of our biggest and newest stories. Our conference pages for content related to your favorite team's conference. Our team store, where we have products that are available all year long, as well as gear available for a limited time only. 
our podcast page where you can see when one of the 12 plus college football dogs podcast is streaming live on social media our subscription page where you can join our discord if you're interested in becoming a contributor at college football dogs email us at info at collegefootballdogs.com if you enjoy any college football dogs content we really do appreciate any donations you can make by visiting the donate page on our website or scanning the qr code here college football dogs for the fans